Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Royal Rumble Predictions episode 2023 of the Face Turn Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Noah Trombley. I am joined by a full panel tonight. We've got Jeff Knapp, Mike the Punmaster Rifkin, Allison Wiener, and Lawrence Patchman Lang. Everyone, how are we doing tonight? Styling and profiling. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, we're the face turn appreciation society. That, that, that just... drip on Monday night, something. Oh, in the words of Eric Bischoff, I'm back. <laughs> I'm better than ever. Patchman is back. He's been off the last few shows, but he's finally back. Uh, so we've got plenty of stuff to talk about on not just the Royal Rumble, which is obviously uh, on Saturday. We've got some other news to talk about, and oh boy, it feels like we can't stop talking about this guy. It's, of course, Vince McMahon, and we talked about the first lawsuit that was filed against him. We talked about the second one by the Detroit Fire and Police Retirement System. Well, he's gone for the trifecta. A third lawsuit, according to NoDQ.com, is from their article. Last week, Swartico reported that Detroit's Police and Fire Retirement System filed a lawsuit against Vince McMahon and was seeking a declaration to effectively block him from regaining control of WWE's board of directors. Bloomberg.com is reporting now that a third lawsuit has been filed against McMahon before the Chancery Court of Delaware. According to Bloomberg, WWE shareholders Carol Katzel and Crystal Laval are, quote, suing over McMahon's alleged history of pain to cover up sexual harassment accusations and want their lawsuit kept separate from the two previous known filed suits against McMahon WWE. The suit is not publicly available. So this one is not a class action lawsuit. This is just... These two shareholders are suing McMahon directly. They're not opening it up to other shareholders, unlike the first two. But Mike, oh, they just keep piling up for Vince at this point. At this point, just is it worth it? Is it worth all the legal issues, all the money he's got to pay his lawyers, all the outside noise that's going to happen because of the sale that he's looking to get. I mean, this is just going to put a stain on your permanent record <laughs> at this point. Just walk away, hand in your or head in your hands, and just leave. Never to be seen or heard from again. Yeah, and... and uh, yeah, and Jeff, to you now, uh, you know, th this is, like we said, you know, the, the third lawsuit, not only is this bad for the company itself, I mean, this is going to really affect us a, a sale price, you have to you have to assume. Oh, I would definitely would. Yeah, I would definitely assume so. Um, but I think. I think at the end of the day, I think Vince wouldn't sell if he's not going to get the price he's looking for. He probably has some type of solid number in his head, whatever it is. He might be able, you know, if he says, okay, I want $1 billion for the company. And somebody says, well, we'll give you $850 million, you know, for instance. He might budge on that. But I think he has a solid price that he can or, he, you know, he probably doesn't need to have. He, there's no need for him to sell it, per se. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it'll tarnish as more comes out, it could definitely tarnish and hurt him. Where these, you know, these stockholders maybe start dumping stock, and that's where it'll lie. Once they start dumping stock in the business, and he sees 
his money go down and the other investors' money go down, the board of directors' money go down. You know, if they lose a couple dollars, that's probably one thing. But once they start losing a lot of money, then yeah, then then they'll they'll have to do something about that. But I thought I read something where he kind of has more control now than he did before. I don't. I kind of grazed over it briefly, but I think he has a little bit more control now that he has that he had before, especially where he has his like own stooges in there to be his, his <clears throat> uh, almost like the Gerald Briscoe era. I, he was on TV. His own personal stooge is there that'll kind of do what he says. I wonder if that's due to the SEC filing he did a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. where he said, "I don't need your approval to do anything anymore as far as like company company standards or anything like that." And I remember that was filed. I believe that was filed on January sixteenth. This episode's coming out on the twenty. We're recording on the twenty sixth, so about ten days ago, I think he filed that SEC, um, whatever it's called, and and basically made that statement. Yeah. Um, so, Allison, yeah, this is this is just a really interesting – this is just piling up. And I think, like, kind of what Jeff and Mike said, this is going to cost McMahon a lot of money. But the ballot keeps going. Now he's down in the rabbit hole. <laughs> There's and, no way he's going to recuperate from this, period. I I wouldn't be surprised to see even more lawsuits happening. More more allegations come out in decades that he had, he's hidden. Yeah, Patchy, that, that's kind of the thing I wanted to bring to you now is that, that you got to think there's more coming, right? There has to be because I think no – whoever is shareholder within the company does not want him back because they've seen what the company can do with Khan and when Stephanie was there too as co-CEOs. Co, um, now, you know, Nick Khan's just CEOing it. And they were seeing, hey, business is up. You know, McMahon's gone. He's dealing with his personal lives and all that hoopla. And revenue is up. What happens when Vince comes? First day Vince got himself back on the board, you saw stocks plummet. Not, not plummet, but they dropped. And, you know, they regained a little bit. They went back down because possible sale and all this. But Vince just needs to wash his hands, just leave and get off the island. You're the weakest link. Goodbye. Please just go away, you know? If you want to sell your company, sell it to the right person. Don't sell to people across the sea. We'll go. Mm-hmm. Don't sell to them across the sea. We'll stay stay here. You know, sell to a great company that will gladly continue the WWE motto of then, now, and forever. Mm-hmm. But you know, th- there's going to be more coming because people are, are fed up already with him back on the board. I think what's the, one of the craziest things about this is the fact that. We like all of the news at the beginning of the year was, oh, Vince McMahon's going to sell. Oh, there's a deal already in place with Saudi Arabia, but then it turns out it wasn't. Vince is still looking for a, a sale, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's funny, Mike, is not just we aren't hearing any news about the sale now other than this is going to affect the sale. But we aren't even hearing anything about that at this point because he's just getting buried in these lawsuits. And I think most of these companies are going to say, listen, until these are settled, we don't want a part of this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing here is the question I think people around him have to ask is, do you want to sell or do you want to fight to save your legacy if you think that can be saved? And if the choice is you'd rather sell, then just 
walk away. You know, once the sale is finalized, you're going to get something out of this. Oh, of course. But that's what happens at the end of the day. He's fighting to preserve two things. And at the end of the day, he's probably going to have to drop one or the other to see which he can get. Because right now, he will never save face. He's... I, I think people are going to say rock in a hard place. This really isn't a hard decision. Your own daughter left the company because of you. Yeah. <laughs> so that speaks volumes of where we are at this point. Yeah. And Allison, you know, I, I think what's interesting with this lawsuit is that the previous two, they've been, oh, he changed the bylaws. He, he did this. He did that. This is the first one that's going after I, the sexual assault allegations. I think that's an interesting point to bring to. Oh, definitely. Like, I mean, I've seen so many, like not even in wrestling, but all over entertainment. There's been so many sexual, sexual assault, sexual harassment, pretty much the Me Too movement, a lot of these lawsuits. And most of the time, they've been kicked out of the company or had to resign. Unfortunately, in this situation... I don't think Vince is going to care about all mm-hmm. these lawsuits. Like, I just see he's only here for the money. And again, I think this is something Mike said. One of you guys said this. It's going to hurt his business if he stays. Got mm-hmm. to step back. He's, yeah. But then again, it's all about his ego, his power. He doesn't know how to let go of things. He tried letting go for about six months and look what happened. Mm hmm. Um, Jeff, so with all this being said, do you think Vince is going to stay and fight all these, or do you think there's a point where enough losses could be filed where he says, you know what, I'm, I'm out of here and we see another uh, retirement. I, th- I think he'll stay unless he gets some other voice close to him. Like, uh, it would have to be. I don't even know if Linda. I don't know if they're. I don't even know if they're still together anymore. I don't, even if mm-hmm. they were not, maybe a Linda or Stephanie. Even though she's not with the company, she could really sit down and talk to him, or probably his lawyers. It'd have to be up to his lawyers to say, "Listen, you, you're hurting the business. You're hurting your bottom line." But unless he gets that, he's going to – I mean, he went through lawsuits before with the whole uh, steroid, and he, he stayed in there. He was defiant till the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know he has some other friends that he's worked with that have been on TV and in the Hall of Fame that have had lawsuits against them and have stayed the course and almost didn't care. Like, it was nothing to them. And uh, they were successful. And I think whether he's successful or not, after all, this is a different story. But I don't think um, I, th- I don't think he's going to give up anytime soon. Hmm. And Patchy, I, I think what's what's terrifying to hear is that if he isn't, you know, and I think I think a lot of us would agree with Jeff is that he's good, probably going to stay and fight these things. And I f- you got to feel so bad for everyone in the company, all the wrestlers, all the creative people, because. I can imagine that this is just wearing down on all these employees. Well, yeah, you know, we saw once Vince left, we all celebrated. 
So we were happy because, hey, finally, Triple H is going to be put in charge of creative and we're going to see a resurgence in everything. And we were happy. We saw people come back and then it's like six months later, Vince is back in charge. And now we're like, at any point, he can pull the car. Triple H, you're out of creative. I'm back in. Mm-hmm. And then we would see... To me, if that ha- if that happens, you're seeing a mass walkout. People will not care about their contract. They will wait out their 90 days or 120 days before they can go to another company because they don't want to be booked by Vince. They want to be booked by Triple H. That is look a the booking we've had with look at the great booking we've had with Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. Look, we've seen it great down to NXT again. Like we're seeing a resurgence in everything. Granted, a few bumps in the road here and there, you know, kind of like with Hit Row and sometimes with the women's division. But overall, it's been great under Triple H. And we don't want to see that change because look look at the ratings. Ratings are back up in a very long time. Ratings are back up. People are tuning back in because it's a nice refresh. It's a nice restart for the company. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't want to see more revenue come in? You want to see your revenue go down because as your revenue goes up, your net worth goes up, goes up more and your company goes up more. So instead of you getting a billion dollars, you can get $1.5 billion for your company, maybe, or 2 billion for your company or however much Vince wants for the company. You can get more if your revenue keeps going up and stay away. Yeah, what, what's really interesting to me is that Vince could get the money anyway, even if he wasn't in charge of the sale, because I'm, you know, obviously with him being majority shareholder, even when he left, he still would get a bunch of the money if the company sold. So I don't understand why he just can't put someone he likes in charge of it and just say, all right, you guys are in charge of selling the company. And then, you know, it's I'll his get ego. My- it, yeah, it is probably just his ego it's that his ego. won't, let, won't mm-hmm. let him do it without controlling the situation. You know, we, we hear yeah, a story. call up Shane to go. There goes the money. There goes <clears> the money. We'll never see him in WWE ever again at this please point. No, I don't <laughs> want to see him in the Royal Rumble. Uh, oh, God, no, please. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, with Triple H at the helm, you know, we, we just kind of hope at this point, um, you know, I this can get really interesting with all these lawsuits piling up with all this fan backlash. I mean, I remember seeing that Monday Night Raw had one point five viewers not last Monday, but the Monday before, and that was with the Bucks Cowboys playoff game on that drew 31 million viewers. So even with all that competition, they still drew 1.5 million viewers. I think that's pretty impressive with that competition. So they, I think Vince has to realize at some point that he and his ego can't get him out of this. And I think if the lawsuits do keep piling up and we see every week there's just a new lawsuit, I do think we'll we will see something. Um, because I wonder if what happens if the opinions of Michelle Wilson and George Barrios get turned? The two cronies he brought onto the board of directors. That to me is the two people who, if they got into his head and be like, Hey, look, you y- can't do this. I think even he would have to sit there and be like, oh, Okay. But, but that's why you bring them in. Because right, I'm sure I'm sure yeah, yeah. they won't, but I meant like if they do possibly get their opinions turned and even they stand up to Vince, maybe even he would have to I mean, if, it, if his own daughter standing up to him and he his decision forces her out, then nobody's gonna be able to force him out. Probably not. It would probably have to be 
a it would have to be a force out with these lawsuits. Maybe one of them gets him to be forced out of the company. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. All right. Well, speaking of Triple H and the Triple H booking era, we had, I think, I think a lot of us can agree, an all-time amazing segment on this past Monday Night Raw to open up the Raw 30th anniversary show. I'm not even talking about Hulk Hogan because that was <laughs> something else. Um, what you talking about, brother? Yeah. Listen, but, brother, to Jimmy Hart. I mean, if I, if, if we all if we all got a dollar for every time he messed up his lines, we'd all be a billionaire by now. Listen, don't brother. forget the mic. Don't forget the mic. Listen, yeah. brother, the mic is one and zero against me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but we really open up the show with the trial of Sami Zayn. This, of course, being the bloodline having the trial for Sami Zayn to decide if he stays in the bloodline or not. And Allison, I don't think I have ever like this is this is in the echelon of. I mean, I think all time segments. This is up there with the Festival of Friendship. Yes. This is up there with This Is Your Life. This was, I don't think I could find anything wrong with this. This was perfect. This was probably one of the best segments I've seen in Raw in such a long time. I mean, I felt like, oh my gosh, are we going to get a whole Eric Bischoff getting fired situation with Sami Zayn, the whole evidence? One of my favorite parts. No offense. I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> calling him and calling out the Eagles fan. And that they'll have to suffer with rock party. <laughs> it, oh, it, like. See, I I have to I have to like the comment earlier where he said, uh, "My tribal chief ECW is dead," and I wish the same for Sammy Zayn. It's like, whoa, Paul. Like, yeah, that was coming, a whole like, coming out hot. Jesus. <laughs> Um, Paul Heyman took control of that whole segment, and it's like, wow. And 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 Jeff, I think what makes this so much better is that everyone played their part perfectly. Roman was the paranoid leader. Paul was the feeding that that paranoia. Yet Jay, you know, of course, um, or yeah, Jimmy being the silent kind of. You never know which way he's going to go. And then you have Solo Sokoa as just the silent enforcer who just does what Roman says. And that yeah. moment where Roman just gets like, cause Sammy Zayn, cause Paul Hammond presents the pr- prosecution, all this stuff. And then Sammy says, I can't believe you're saying this stuff about me. This all really hurts. I have no defense. I am. I'm, I'm not, I should be basically all I've done should be enough. And Roman just gets so mad. And he's like, you're not going to fight for this. You're not going to do this. I've got enough. So and he just slams the mic down and just, I think everyone's hearts dropped at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so, and then we get probably one of the best moments of this story is Jay Uso, the one that never wanted Sami Zayn in the first place. Patchy, he saves Sami Zayn from getting the Samoan spike. Oh, it's like, oh my! It was like it. It was kind of like you know everyone's heart broke in the festival of friendship, especially Rifkins. <laughs> well. I watched it break in real time. <laughs> so, like, it's never when, been when, repaired. When when I thought I was about to see a Samoan spike to Sammy, I'm like, well, there goes something really, really good. And then, of all people, to save him, Oos saves him and then gives the best defense ever. And it's just be- be- beautiful storytelling. 
Yes, it went a little long, but beautiful, beautiful storytelling, and give that man an Oscar. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and and Mike, I, I think what really topped it all off for me was the fact of when Roman found so Roman then found Sami Zayn not guilty, but I think what made it so good is after he went for now. I think that is so yeah. because Roman because it's now Roman's not being manipulated, but he because like he's still in control, but. He's, so he's got he's got a plan for Sammy. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting of how it's you still have that one test to go. And Roman kind of said he says it to Paul, I don't want to see you until Saturday. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens at the Rumble is gonna be quote unquote the final test for Sammy. Right. So Jeff, I have to go to you now. I just want to ask, what do you what do you think this leads to? What is Sammy Zayn's final test? Uh it's either gonna be one of two things. He's either gonna have to either interfere in the match and cost Kevin Owens the match at the Royal Rumble. Or he's going to be told Either he's going to be told to win the Royal Rumble and then lay down for Roman at WrestleMania or give up his spot at the in a main event or something like that where he's, he's worked really hard for this. And I could see him going in number one possibly. And Roman says, no, you're going to go to run the gauntlet for me and you're going to win. And your final test is to lay down the the opportunity at my feet so then he could go and choose an opponent of his choosing or something to that effect mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i'm very interested because um you know due to due to circuses i will be uh i will be at the rumble now uh you know we've had some uh maybes and maybe not but i will be there at the rumble and i, I just i'm so excited for this because there's so many different ways that they could go about this. Having Zayn win the Rumble, I mean, we, I mean, if you had asked, I think all five of us about five or six months ago, we all would have been like, Cody's winning the Rumble, and there's no, there's no denying it. Like it's Cody Rhodes is going to win the Rumble. Now, ooh, we've heard the Rock news. We've heard now there's there's Sammy story. There's still Cody. It's like. Man, Allison, they they did a good job at like bringing doubt into this, and now being like, I don't know who the hell's gonna win this thing. I know. I think to be honest, originally I thought Cody was gonna win until Monday, until that Sami Zayn trial when I saw he was spared. My whole prediction just changed. I was like, this just means I need to see Sami win the Rumble, but with an irony twist. He enters the same number Roman Reigns won the Rumble in 2015. Mm, that'd be something. Um, and we'll we'll get into the Rumble match prediction itself, and we'll obviously all have our chance to um, talk about what we think is going to happen in this match. Um, but before we get into that, um, so that was the rest. That was pretty much all that's talking about worth mentioning on Monday Night Raw. The rest of the show is a lot of legend segments and a lot of you know. It, it didn't really, didn't really matter as much. Dude, we got the APA to come back. We got the poker game. Yeah, we got the poker game, but 
they cut Bailey and Becky, and I'm still salty as hell about that. <laughs> that it just be next week? Like, put it next Monday, false count anywhere? Something. They're going to have to make up for something because I'm sorry. You promoted a steel cage match, and then you cut it. Sorry, I'm not I'm not happy about that. But anyway, let's move on now to quickly to talk about uh, Wednesday night. Um, obviously, we discussed on the show last week um, that there was the tragic passing of Jay Briscoe in a car accident. And last week, due to Warner Brothers, um, I guess, saying no because Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe are very controversial figures um, uh, and, and stuff in the wrestling world, Warner Brothers originally said, no, you can't do a tribute show. So they did like a free one on Honor Club. But then... Jeff, I think we got to say to Tony Khan's credit, he pushed Warner Brothers to allow this show to go on. And we got the tribute show to Jay Briscoe last mm-hmm. night. And we saw the amazing main event between Mark Briscoe and, and Jay Lethal. And I think that's a real credit to Tony Khan. Yeah. Um, And it was, it was an absolutely beautiful show. And, you know, Jeff, I think they honored Jay Briscoe's memory perfectly. Oh, a hundred percent. The, you know, with uh, Mark Briscoe w- winning with the J Driller, J Driver rather, um, and having them all come out and stand at the top of the entranceway and and kind of give Mark a like a emotional support that I'm sure he he has his family, but he has his wrestling family. I was really happy that Tony Khan did whatever he had to do to uh, get the band lifted from uh, from. Uh, Oh, who was Warner it? Brothers? Warner Brothers, right, right. I'm just now curious if it's a permanent lift for Mark because he was. I guess there was something said, you know, 12 years ago by Jay that some people found bad, and Mark never said anything. So I wonder if they'll say, okay, well, since he never said it, yeah, we can lift it for Mark. Um. It shouldn't have been abandoned in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I was a huge Briscoes. I'm a, still a huge fan of the Briscoes. I got to see them at my one and only Ring of Honor show back in, I thought it was 2000, but maybe it was 2003, uh, when CM Punk was there and AJ Styles was there, Raven, uh, Tony DeVito was there, a mm-hmm. whole bunch of other dudes. And, uh, uh, so I got to see the Briscoes before they came, became how the Briscoes look now. Back then, they looked, you know, the more the the leaner cut, the shaved heads, you know, no long hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark still had all his teeth. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I've been a fan since then. And when Jay went on his uh, spree of being the Ring of Honor World Champion, I was like, oh, I, I loved his presence he just felt real he felt authentic um something i kind of crave now that authenticity that jay had mark has it of course too but that authenticity that he brought and i just was so happy and i don't get emotional in wrestling unless it's really needed for me so his passing i was emotional for eddie guerrero i was a mess for and definitely when uh, Shawn Michaels said, I'm sorry, I love you to Ric Flair. I think those mm-hmm. are probably some of my most emotional moments as a fan. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I, I was elated. I was just over the, over the moon happy. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Patchy, I just wanted to also give everyone time, just your yeah. thoughts on the on the tribute show. Yeah, no, it, it, it's great. It was also just to see the whole wrestling community come together when the news broke that he passed because we saw it on NXT, you know, Booker, and I can't think who else does commentary. And, and Vic Joseph, they said, you know, the passing of Jay Briscoe in the wrestling community. And then it like it it was kind of like a, a wildfire spread throughout the wrestling community. Everyone was shocked. We've seen it throughout the week in all promotions where people are wearing the J band around their their arms. It just shows you that, you know, one person can affect a universe and that the universe of pro wrestling, you know, one person made a mark on a lot. We saw it with um, KO. You know, him was emotional. Jay Lethal was emotional. Everyone was getting emotional because, you know, one person made a difference to a lot of people and helped, you know, start kickstart their career in pro wrestling. So it was great on AEW, great for Khan getting the band lifted from Warner Brothers. You know, people, as the old saying goes, people make mistakes when they say something. Sometimes they just don't think with their brain. They think with their mouth right away. It happens. You know, people make mistakes and, you know, people... Something from 12 years ago, people learn from them. We've seen it. And unfortunately, in recent times now, we've seen people's past come back to bite them in their in their butt. And, you know, people change in that time frame. It It's not like they went out yesterday and tweeted it. Yeah, I mean, I think a great thing that if you if you read into the story of Jay Briscoe, like what the controversy we're talking about is he sent a homophobic tweet about 12 or 13 years ago. That's what everyone was, you know, you know, criticizing him for and everything like that. But he really went on a journey to truly like Patchy, like you just said, like learn from his mistake. And he talked to, he, he reportedly like, you know, had multiple in-depth conversations with people of the LGBTQ community and, and, you know, trying to understand why that was insensitive and understand how we can be better about it and all this stuff. And, because he had to be better for his kids. And I think that shows a really good story of redemption for a guy who, you know, like we said, you, you know, you make mistakes and, you know, as long as you learn from them, I think that's the ultimate lesson in, in everything. Uh, Allison, your reaction to the tribute show? I mean, I've saw some of it, but the main event though was probably the best way to honor Jay Briscoe, having his old rival, Jay Lee, face Mark Briscoe and just a very emotional match. Like, they both put their hearts out for Jay and having the AEW community be there. And to be honest, I feel like now something tells me, although the Briscoes will probably end up vacating the titles, I could see Mark with the ROH world title this year because of Jay. I would I would like to to see that. Um I was listening to Wrestle Talk and I think they had a really good idea is um retire so right now they're the ROH world tag team champions, right? That's what the mm-hmm. titles are called. Yeah. Retire them and just create the ROH tag team champions. The Briscoes are the final ROH world tag team champions. I think mm. that's a very good way to honor Jay's memory. Yeah. And have Mark be the last one to hold them both. They were the, the brothers are the last one to hold them. And that lineage ends with Jay Briscoe. I think that's a good way to honor that. Uh, Mike, your reaction real quick to the tribute show. I think the thing we've learned the most is we we don't know these people. We only see them as wrestlers. But then you see the stories come out about them as a person, and that gets you emotional. And you see what happened last night. Um, 
it's a very touching moment. And it really puts a spotlight on what life is and what a celebration of life is meant to be. Mm-hmm. So um, really good job by Tony Khan to be able to get this done. Um, because I think not only did the locker need, I think the fans needed it too. Because mm-hmm. you would have had the Honor Club show, but it, it felt like it needed a, a dynamite focus It needed show. the spotlight. It needed the spotlight, yeah, on it. So, yeah, very happy for Tony Khan to – persist and get this band lifted and it was a very touching tribute and i mean just go watch the main event if you need if you have to like please go watch the main event that thing is so good between mark briscoe and uh and jay lethal match of the year 2023 currently probably um all right so that is going to lead us into our final thing for tonight and that of course is the main thing the main event our royal rumble 2023 predictions we're recording this on the 26th the show is this Saturday, the 28th, in just a couple of days. So let's go ahead and get right into it, folks. Up first, Mike, we have Bianca Belair taking on Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Who is it, Ann New or Ann Still? I really want to say Ann New, but I've learned not to bet against Bianca Belair, so I'm going to go with the EST. Apache? Yeah, you know... I think the Bianca experiment should be over for now. And, you know, maybe we get a heel Bianca Belair. I think we need that down the road very soon because I think her as a face right now is just not cutting it. I want Bliss to win, but, you know, I got to stick with Rifkin right with this one. You know, every time we try to go against Bianca, she wins. So, EST it is. Jeff? I think it's going to be Bianca going all the way into WrestleMania. I don't see um, Alexa having a storyline opponent yet going into WrestleMania. So I think it'll be Bianca. Allison? I got to say, this will have to... Well, this probably would have to be one of the opening matches and let it be and still Raw Women's Champion. However, I think we're going to get a little blissful change in Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. post-match. Probably. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Bianca as well. I'm going to make it five for five. I don't see them putting the title on Bliss right now. They've got other plans for her and for her to have the championship right now. It just to me, it would it would be a very weird time to switch the belts. I mean, if, if, she, if like, obviously we're going to have all this stuff with Uncle Howdy and, and Bray Wyatt and we have to see what, where this is going to lead. Then you could possibly put the title on her, but to be in the middle of the transformation and put the championship on her, I think is a bit of an off timing thing. So I think Bianca retains. And then I think it's going to lead into the next match, which will be Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Why did they have to sponsor this match? It just makes it sound so corny. All right. Are there rules to this? Like wh- we don't is- know yet. We have no idea what the rules. The only are. pitch black match I can remember is one from NXT when it was yeah. Wendy versus Tiffany Stratton. So I'm guessing it's just the lights will be dimmed and it's a no holds barred match. Okay. That's the only thing I can guess at. And the loser doesn't get any Mountain Dew. Yeah, apparently. So <laughs> or the loser gets splurged with Mountain Dew. Now, okay. So I'm just gonna go ahead and with this. Is anyone thinking Bray Wyatt's losing his debut, his return match? No. I think you there's a chance. Nuts. You think there's a chance, Mike? I, I think <laughs> Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy? Uh, it could. 
Well, the, well the, the rumors floating around are that, you know, Uncle Howdy and someone else is going to finally be revealed and they're going to reveal who they are finally. Mm. I mean, Uncle Howdy's Bo Dallas. It's 100% Bo Dallas. Obvious. And uh, apparently it's going to be Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, which eh, I don't know how that will go down. But so everyone's going to go Bray Wyatt here. Yes. Okay. So we're all picking Bray Wyatt to win the the pitch black match because I don't think anyone's going to doubt that he's going to win his. He's not going to. He's going to lose his return match. All right. Jeff, we got the big one up next. It is for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship as Roman Reigns defends against KO Kevin Owens. Does the title change hands or does the tribal chief retain? Oh, he's retaining one way or another. Hook it by crook, and I think it'll be by crook. (laughs) Probably. Allison? I will say Roman will retain. Like, there, there is going to be so many interferences in that match. Probably. Uh, Mike? I really want to pick Kevin Owens. I really do. But the only way Kevin Owens actually wins this match is if we get the ultimate Sami Zayn swerve. Mm. That's not happening here. Roman's retaining. Patchy? So... <clears throat> My mind just came up with an analogy, an analogy, a thought. What if this is the main event? We have the Rumble. Sammy wins the Rumble. Somehow the referee gets knocked out. And then, you know, if they're splitting the titles up, they're splitting the titles up. What if Sammy helps Kale win the Universal title with a Huluv kick and then... Sammy goes after Roman at Mania. We get Sammy and Roman at Mania for the WWE title. You have to make it clear though that this is only for one championship, and this they is can do, they they can do that somehow. I they're, they're, I know because have... because 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 when KO did his promo, he said the Universal title has been on you for so long. He never said the undisputed or heavyweight title. He said the Universal title. It's it, it's a little snippet there, but the, yeah. the they're they're trying to Triple H is trying to find a way to get both titles off, and I think this is the way. If if you have this as the main event, if this is like you know the Men's Royal Rumble is the main event, like it's been a couple times, I'm gonna say Roman. But on the flip side, I think KO wins, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Roman, but don't be surprised if KO wins with the help of Sammy. I hope I'm, that happens. I mean, I'm I'm going Roman Reigns to retain. Um, I think they are gonna try to split the titles up before at Mania, but you got you gotta find a good creative and creative satisfying way to do that because I know a lot of people have come out and said, Oh, well, well, you have Cody wins the win the rumble, and then you have him say he only wants the WWE championship. Well, then that makes See, the universal that devalues the universal championship immensely. So because- the, they so to me you do this is what you do. You don't Cody comes back. You don't have Cody win the rumble. You have Cody. If they're going to split the titles up, do it this way. Whoever wins goes after the universal title. And then at elimination chamber in the men's one, whoever wins gets the WWE championship match. And you make that the Saturday night main event. And then your universal title match is the main event on, on Sunday's card. Mm. 
that way you still keep the universal title as your top prize, even though we know the WWE championship is the most prestigious prize in the business. But you would but, go, so you, you would go Cody here because then you'd have, you'd have Sammy win in Montreal, right? Yeah. So you do it that way then have Cody go in the rumble. He challenges for the WWE championship. And then whoever wins the elimination chamber gets to face Roman at WrestleMania as well for the but, universal title at mania. I guess what my question is, Patchy, what is the motivation? Why does Roman split the titles? If he can hold both of them, why wouldn't he just say, I'm going to defend be- only them be- once? Be- because you need to, you, I don't like two titles. If you're going to have them have both titles, just unify, bring back the undisputed belt. No, mm-hmm. don't have this two title carry crap. I- just bring back, you know, if, if you want to have one universal title, just have one belt. Don't have them carry both belts. Mm. I, I mean, I agree with that. I really agree with that. I just, I, I wonder, I think the best way to do this is someone has to get in Roman's head of like, hey, do you want to be both Knights of WrestleMania? Do you want to have both main events? Then you're going to have to split the titles and defend each one. I think that's how you have to do it because then Roman can say, I'm doing it because both these titles matter, basically. That to me is a more satisfying I, way to do this. I see. If you, to me, there's a need. Like another way to do this is still split them up this Saturday as the universal title comes off. Or you know, if KO wins, okay, he gets the WWE the WWE title. You still have Sammy win the Rumble, and then you go 2005 Batista on this. Have their bloodline says that's it. You're going after your best friend one more time, and then Sammy's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it." Everyone leaves the ring, and then what's he do? He backstabs Roman, and then then you get Roman versus Sammy, and then you still get Roman versus Cody. So, so does so does Adam Pierce make this decision for him, or or who Heyman. makes the decision? Paul Heyman. 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 Mm, okay. Just have Heyman. Oh, you know, Ko, you thought you were winning the Universal Title. No, my friend, you you didn't read the contract that well. This was that, for that, the that, w- That's the only thing I could think of is that it's in the contract that's only for the WWE Championship. That's the only way I could think of getting out of this. Also, Heyman's another one who we could have a, a swerve moment with in this match based on the fact of he wanted Sammy out mm-hmm. and they didn't vote Sammy out. I did hear a rumor of what if the test isn't for Sammy, it's for Heyman. Oh. And it's, oh, don't don't call Sammy in. Don't do this. Don't try to screw this up because if we know you're trying to screw it up, you're the weak link and you need to be kicked out. I think, that again, that's why I think this is so good because there's so many ways you could go about this um all right so before we get to the men's rumble we obviously have the 30 woman women's royal rumble match now michael get to you first but i mean i i'm just gonna go right here i'm it's raya it's gotta be raya to me yeah i i'm with you i'm going raya i i don't think anyone else at the current moment is really no one makes sense yeah, uh, unless there is the ultimate swerve of someone we don't see in this Rumble who's actually going to be in it. Yeah. I'm going to go Rhea Ripley. Patchy? So there's two way my mind, my mind goes this way. One says Rhea, but then someone else says it, and I think we're going to have, you know, Judgment Day versus... Edge, Beth, and I'll throw it out this way. How about the Edge heads? We get a reunion of Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. They come in for Mania. 
because, you know, we've been breaking down forbidden doors and then you get the four on four match or the, yeah, four on four. So you now that would be Rhea, Finn, Dom, and Damian versus Edge, Beth, Zach, and Kurt. You gotta so, do you gotta do Ray Dominic at Mania though. You gotta do you, it when the iron's you, on. You, I understand that, but you know this this there there's a payoff coming somewhere from Beth and Rhea from you know SummerSlam with the I Quit match. I think that's in the Rumble though. I don't you 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 can't do it that way. That's that that's not that's not a payoff. I I I say Rhea wins Rhea wins the Rumble, but. Don't be surprised. Maybe Bailey wins. Ba- Bailey go wins the rumble. Um, there, there, there was a rumor floating around Michelle McCool versus Charlotte Mania. Oh, no, no, there, no. There, there was a rumor that flew around somewhere in one in one of my um wrestling group I mean, chats. Mike, you said it, and I I have to agree. I, I think Bailey is the only other person I could possibly see winning this. And if she wins, she has to fight Charlotte. I mean, because yeah, you can't do we Bianca don't again. need to see her versus Bianca anymore. All right. So, so far it's Rhea. Jeff? Uh, I could, I mean, I could definitely see Rhea Ripley winning. Um, there's also a chance of maybe um, Naomi coming back and winning it. I would think. Maybe. Possibility, but uh, we don't know yet. Or um, another powerhouse is uh, Raquel Rodriguez. I mean, she's she's a powerhouse too. And there's just and and the other thing is that I'm thinking is okay. So whoever wins, who are they going to choose to? I mean, because they could stay on their own brand, or they could decide to jump brands and challenge for somebody else, which probably won't happen. Um, so whoever wins, you know, it'll, uh, I would say probably Rhea will win and take on, um, I don't know, probably, yeah, it'll probably be Rhea taking on, um, what's her name there? Um, Bianca, Belair. Bianca Belair, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's, I, or, uh, with Vince somewhere in the picture. What about uh, what don't about say uh, it. don't say Bar- it. yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, we're not the doing that again. On the the rumble. We're not yeah. Yeah, but doing that again. And there was a report that came that- out. There was a report that came out that apparently the original winner of the 2021 Rumble was gonna be Charlotte Flair, but Please until no. Vince was convinced that it was Bianca, I am stop. I swear to God, if so Linda McMahon is winning the Rumble, I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> oh, Charlotte's gonna be in the Rumble, isn't she? She's gonna be in it. There's no Snack that Women's title match. Oh, for. We they're, gonna uni- they're gonna unify the titles again. Oh, my God. Oh, Triple H, don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, I don't Allison, think he's gonna do that. I don't think he's gonna do that. that would make, and also, that would make Charlotte a 15 time world women's uh, champion. One behind her. I thought Charlotte was going to win. Like, as soon as Charlotte announced she's going to enter the Rumble, they could have done something like, oh, she had to defend the SmackDown Women's title at the Royal Rumble. That's like, really? You put Charlotte in the Rumble? And it's like, if Charlotte wins, it's like the only thing she's going to do is try to get all the titles at once. 
Mm -hmm. All three titles. Yeah. She's never win the NXT women's title, too. Yep. Why not? Hell, screw it. She can win the women's tag team titles by herself. Man, ultimate swerve. Mandy Rose returns and Mandy Rose wins the Rumble. Vince wasn't offended by my uh, OnlyFans account. Well, (laughs) Vince is probably a subscriber. Oh, man. That's how she got her first million. All right. All right, okay. Allison, who is your official pick? Uh, I am probably going to get hate on this. I'm not picking Rhea, but I think Rhea is going to be runner-up. I feel like I got to go Becky on this and have, yes, I hate to say this, I originally wanted Becky to win the Rumble, so we finally get that Becky-Ronda feud at WrestleMania. Well, that's out the window. I know. But something tells me they always put on good matches with Becky and Charlotte. And you know they're going to try to do that at WrestleMania. If we hadn't just seen that. it like a year and a half ago, I'd say yeah. If, like if we hadn't seen him collide, collide since like 2019, I could be like yeah, yeah, whatever. But it, they literally had the Survivor Series match a year and a half ago. I don't need to see this again. It. Uh... That's, no, that's another. That's another Doomsday Seth. scenario, though. What if Ronda's in the Rumble? She's not going to be in the Rumble. They did not advertise her in the Rumble. Well, they didn't advertise her last year. Oh boy, this one, this one, if they go the right way, could be really fun. If they don't, this one has a lot of potential to be like really bad. Anyway, so let's move on to what I believe is going to be the main event: is the men's Royal Rumble match. All these storylines going into it, all of this hype around it. Mike, who gets the title shot at Mania? I'm going Cody Rhodes. It's set up perfectly. They've built it up. They've had him announce he's in the match. He cut that promo about wanting to win the title. This is easy for me. I'm going to go Cody. Patchy? I will say Cody Rhodes, the dark horse, carrying cross. I mm. don't be surprised. You never know. That's just gonna take it's the not. air out of. That's just gonna take the air out of everything, though. <laughs> There's gonna be no heat to that match. Think about it, Carrion. Carrion said, "Roman, remember TikTok." Yeah. I, eventually, mm. eventually, the Roman Empire is gonna fall, and it might be at the hands of Doomsday. But Cody Rhodes, you know, it, it's like Rifkin said; it's set up perfectly. Even though I think I want someone else other than Cody because I think Cody should run. Have Cody be the runner-up and then have him have to win an elimination chamber to get a the WWE title shot. Mm. But Cody for now. Jeff? So I would assume that it will be Sami Zayn winning. But... If any of these rumored special surprises come in, some, you know, won't win. Like there was a rumor of Jeff Cobb coming in. You know, there's going to be a legend or two that come in. Mm -hmm. But what if the wrestling gods smile on us and bring us Switchblade and he wins the Rumble? I doubt it. But 
yeah, it would be something. Yes, but I, mean, I, I think I think you know that'd be amazing. I'd love it, but I I think it's just going to be Sami Zayn uh, winning winning the Royal Rumble. I mean, you can still get Jay White versus Finn Balor at Mania as a consolation prize. That sounds really fun. Yeah. All right. I mentioned it at the trial. Because, again, I, throughout, like, 20, ever since Cody's injury, I said, oh, he's going to win the Rumble until Monday. I got a weird feeling, and I'm going to stick with my guts with this. I am going with Sami Zayn. Mm Mm-hmm. And I kind of am going to see a Sammy Roman feud at WrestleMania with Cody winning the Elimination Chamber to face Roman for the other title. Here's where I th- what I think is going to happen. I think Roman is going to tell Sammy you're in the Royal Rumble and you like just do your like like eliminate everybody else. But then Sammy gets kind of on a roll and he gets too into himself, and then Roman comes out himself and just eliminates Sammy from the Rumble himself. And it's like, uh-uh, I didn't say you were going to win it. I said you would just be in it. Make sure everyone else wins. I, or make sure someone else in the bloodline wins. Don't win it yourself. And so I think, so I think that way, because the fear that I have, and a lot of people have said this online, the fear is if you have Cody and Sammy as the final two, you're going to Batista this. Everyone's going to turn on Cody. Everyone's going to boo the crap out of him. Everyone's yep. going to be turned on Cody. So what you have to do is you have to put the heat on somebody else. So that way, if Cody does win, we're still happy about it. I think if Roman costs Sammy the Rumble, I think we're still happy if Cody wins because now we're just pissed off at Roman. But now, oh yeah, but 2015 but, people, but, 2015. They're backed in the corner because if you get if people are getting behind Sammy, you have Sammy get behind. You're going to Daniel Bryan this too, and if he gets eliminated, he's going to be like Daniel Bryan. People once again, it's going to be Batista, and everyone's just going to well, hate on Cody. Well, no, no. That, yeah, that, I the think problem, un- the unless problem is- unless you have Roman or Solo, who I think is going to be in the Rumble, take care of Sammy and. Sammy issues Roman the challenge, maybe not for Mania, but for whatever the February pay per view is going to be called. Because I don't know if it's going to be called Chamber. Elimination Chamber anymore. It's not. I, I I think you have to take. I think you're. They're going to take. I think that what they're going to do is they're going to make it overt that Sammy is out of the Rumble in some way, and yeah, he gets knocked out in the back. Right, or like I said, he might be in the Rumble, but then Roman demands like he he eliminate himself or something and then Roman screws him so that we were all like boo Roman boo Roman and then if let's say Cody beats up Roman we're like yeah you know get get him Cody I think there's a way to do this I am very interested to see how they do this I am this is a this is one of the tr- Royal Rumbles that I am really excited for for a while um I'm gonna say at the end I think it's gonna be Cody Rhodes I agree with you, Mike. I agree with you, Patchy. I think the story is just too perfect. Um, he gets injured. He comes back. He wins the Rumble. Obviously, they have to figure out what to do with Sami Zayn and try to keep fan engagement in him and not have it turn bad for Cody. Um, and we'll see what happens with Roman and what the final test is and everything like that. It's going to be a very interesting Royal Rumble. But I am I'm going to officially say Cody Rhodes. I think it's just too perfect. Um, I think we'll get Sami's. Dethroning Roman, I think, some other way. We'll find out how. 
It, it, you know what's amazing? We all thought, what, a month ago that The Rock was going to win this Rumble, and now it's like, I don't even think he's going to be there. There's still a chance. Rock still, win- Rock still wins the Rumble. To, to go off some patch, he said, and you talked about a dark horse. Like, for me, the dark horse would be Seth Rollins. Yeah, I think he's the dark horse in all of this because he's been putting out great matches. He's no longer in the, the-, the theory storyline. And we're kind of in that same murky area we were last year where we didn't know what he was doing at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And he is kind of switching more to our to a face role. Right. So don't be surprised if Seth Rollins, oh, man, the final two are going to be Cody and Seth. Ooh. I still think you have to have Seth one, Cody two. Or, or Cody one, Seth two. That, that, to me, are your two Iron Men. That'd be perfect. That'd just be pure poetic, like I like not irony. But yeah, irony. It would just be such poetic irony to have Seth and Cody as your one and two, and they go the distance. So, so then you would have to do then the Ray Triple H way. They fight out throughout the whole Rumble, and they have to mm-hmm. stay until the end, until right. like final three. Oh, yeah. I think I think you do that because I think their feud was so good, especially the Hell in a Cell match. I think it's a good way to honor it and and have them both go through this Rumble. But we will see when we get to Saturday night. It's going to be a very fun show. I think, I mean, it's going to be your first Triple H booked Rumble. I'm excited for it. We will see what happens. But that is going to do it for this episode of the Face Turn Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com for great blogs, vlogs, planes, trains, automobiles, meet the crew, all that kind of stuff. And For Mike the Punmaster Rifkin, Lawrence Patchman Lang, Jeff Knapp, and Allison Wiener, I'm Noah Trombley. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the Royal Rumble, and we'll see you guys next time.